we're doing it live then? Sure. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Live. Mm-hmm. Wave Dave and the Ripples on GFBS. We are Grand Fork's best source. Make sure you like and follow us on Facebook. We're on Periscope, YouTube, LinkedIn. You can download the CastBox, Spotify, Podcast, and Podbean. Or if you want to get a hold of us, you can certainly email us. We are local at gfbestsource.com. You know, if you have any questions, maybe some comments, how about a story or a topic you would like to, uh, to share with us or maybe even come in and talk about we're here for you, and uh, maybe you just want to help us make your business grow. Make sure you email us. Again, local at gfbestsource.com. Big Wave Dave and the Ripples, get in, get on, get up, and get down on GFBS. On the show today, we're talking racing, dirt track racing, the real racing. We got Mark Dobmeyer, Brad Sang, Chad Hoff, one of the Bullring boys, all going to be joining us here shortly on the show, so uh, be prepared for that. First off, some quick news. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum has a sobering message for people living in a county like Grand Forks uh, that has not reported uh, uh, coronavirus uh, yet. Uh, he says the uh, COVID-19 is coming soon. Now, Burgum says it's likely every county will have a positive case by the end of next week. Now, 13 cases of the virus were reported in the last 24 hours. That raises the total of 58 in North Dakota. Uh, Minnesota DNR says, do not believe it. Social media report that was going around saying the Minnesota fishing season would be canceled due to the, uh, the virus pandemic is not true. A uh, false report was made on Minnesota DNR letterhead, so it kind of looks real. It encouraged anglers to request access to their favorite fishing areas in the state. Now, the DNR says that all bodies of water will be open for fishing this season. Fishing opener this year for Walleye Sauger in Northern Pike, May 9th, and Muskie on June 6th. And congratulations to UND coach Brad Berry. Been voted by his peers as the National Collegiate Hockey Conference Coach of the Year. He also won that honor back in 2016. Of course, he led the Fighting Hawks to this year's NCHC title, a 26-5-4 overall record. He was also honored as the National Coach of the Year by U.S. College Hockey Online and College Hockey News. And uh, in kind of a sad note, uh, boy, I remember seeing him when I was a kid. Harlem Globetrotters legend Fred Curly Neal died yesterday. He was 77. You know, he was the bald guy, the best dribbler in the country. Uh, man, he was a dribbling wizard. Uh, he played in more than 6,000 games in 97 countries for the Globetrotters from 1963 to 1985. All right, let's welcome them. Uh, this is the first time we've had three guests in the studio here, so we're going to try to get them all on as much as we can. But uh, Mark Dobmeyer, of course, NOSA Outlaw Sprint Car Driver. Uh, we've got Brad Sang, an NLRA late model driver, and uh, Chad Hoff, we call him the other half of the Bullring Boys, which uh, would be me and you, Chad. <laughs> and uh, all you guys, <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. All right, first off, uh, here's the deal. We have been talking nothing except coronavirus for the last couple of weeks here. 
Uh, time to change things up a little bit. Uh, let's talk some dirt track racing. Uh, let's start with Brad. Hi. How's it going, man? Not bad. Yourself? Good, good. Um, I am just freaking out because there's nothing to watch on TV as far as racing goes. Um, <laughs> are you ready for this year? Yeah, I, you know, it, it, uh, right now, yeah, I guess our only, our only hope is uh, I'm just leaning on President Trump right now when he yeah. says we're all go on Easter. Yeah, yeah. So that doesn't interfere with us at all. So, and, and uh, you know, the thing is, is, is Trump talks Easter, but everybody else is talking May, June. I mean, come on, really? Yeah, that, uh, and I guess you got to kind of probably Trump didn't get where he was sitting around, I don't think. I agree. He, he's a pusher. He's a pusher. Mm -hmm. The other people are probably like, hold, you know, hold on here a little bit. But, I honestly believe there's going to be a racing season. Um, when it's going to start, I'm going to say in May sometime. Okay. Yep, yep. And, you know, the way it goes here, especially at the River City Speedway, uh, we usually end up missing the first few weeks of racing anyway because of frost or bad weather or snow or what have you. Right, yeah. You know, for the, for the most part, uh, we usually miss the opener, get one in, and then miss one more after that. And then it... Uh, Heck, for years, I think we've rattled off yeah. 15, 16 in a row. Yeah, I mean, and so. uh, I like that. We got, uh, let's see if we can get this one on the camera. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> you see that right there? <laughs> that is perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to be talking to you guys. I'm just going to kind of go through here one, uh, one, two, three at first, but uh, Mark Dobmeyer. Uh, NOSA Outlaw Sprint Car Driver, and uh, I don't know if we got a picture of your helmet on there, but let's slide that over and you can see it. But um, Mark, as the latest and greatest, fresh off uh, the paint booth about a couple weeks ago. Oh, there you go, there you go. Slide it this way a little bit. There, there we go. Uh, NOSA Outlaw Sprint Car Driver, the Buffalo Wild Wings car. Um, are you ready for the new season? Oh, we are definitely ready. We've been uh, working the shop all winter. We got our cars. Uh, Kind of organized, ready to go. Just a few little uh, odds and ends to do to them. But uh, we were planning on racing last weekend in Arizona and this weekend in California. But obviously with the outlaws uh, cutting their shows back until it uh, sounds like the end of April at this mm -hmm. point right now, we had to uh, cancel our plans for that. So it's, uh, it leads to a little bit more time in the shop, which uh, that's not always a bad thing. So we Save uh, you a little money. Yeah, save us a little money. But we did get some racing in. We got the go-kart races in uh, oh, that's right, Gruxton yeah. with uh, my oldest boy Jackson a couple weeks ago. So... Got and that in, and we already got carts in the shop and ripped apart and gone through with bearings and everything, and we're just uh, working away in the shop getting stuff ready. So you're going to be kind of busy because uh, I think your younger boy is also going to be jumping in a cart this year. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're kicking it around. We have a cart ready to go for tie the tornado. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I don't know if he's going to make it or not, but we'll. Uh, uh, if not this year, he'll go next year for sure. I'm yeah, sure, and, and that kid is on. a tornado. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> Holy smokes, <laughs> Chad Hoff. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with Chad, uh, he is the other half of the Bullring Boys. That's the name that uh, the track decided to give us. That was over this winter, yeah. <laughs> oh, another one. We got another one back there. We love you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. This is awesome. It is. <laughs> uh, Chad, trackside announcer at the River yeah. City Speedway. And, of course, uh, I'm upstairs doing the announcing, but... Um, I think we make a pretty good team. I have a blast, man. I do a lot. I mean, I do a lot of racing around or announcing around the North Dakota. I've been in IMCA for a while and different. It's different now at the River City Speedway. We can, we have a lot of fun and mm -hmm. the crowd enjoys it. Yep. Um, and I think it's funny that you think I run around the pits when people wreck, when I have a golf cart down there. 
You know how big I am. There's no running involved, believe me. You still look better running around the pits than I did when yeah. I used to do it. I don't wear Crocs, John. Well, you got to have Crocs. We'll work on that. Brad, what does it take over the winter to get a car ready? I mean, what, what would a typical winter for you be like? Well, I'm probably a bad guy to ask that because I send them away and have them come back ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> who, who does your work? What do you drive? Uh, an MV Custom uh, by Mars Racing out of Menominee, Wisconsin. So, uh, Jimmy, when it, you know um, when they come when the World of Outlaw Late Model Swing comes through, uh, Jimmy Mars in the twenty eight car is the one who uh, who does my cars. But uh, our winners are so busy with uh, you know a family owned trucking company that I don't have time to to take cars apart and put them back together. Mm -hmm. My daughter's mm -hmm. in hockey all winter. So fortunate enough to, uh, to be able to send it away. They do it all. They bless it, and I get it back, and hopefully it starts. Some reason our cameras are not working right now. No, just that one. That one's not working either, number one. There we go. Number one's working. All right. Um, now, how long? Are you usually ready a month? before season or the night before the season or depending on what you need to do to the car? Well, I have a, I have a couple cars. So one car I race all year and the other car is back getting fixed. So I usually get uh, one car back at the end of the racing season. So it's already to go for the next year. So that's kind of how it goes for me. Yep. Yep. And uh, what about you, Mr. Dobmeyer? How much work do you have to do in the off season? Oh, it's a, it's an ongoing, uh, event we pretty much uh i'm fortunate enough to have my race shop right at my house now so uh we're working out there non-stop all winter and if it's not go-karts it's uh sprint cars tearing them apart putting them back together we rebuild the rear ends basically go through everything with a fine tooth comb uh, right down to ripping the torsion bars out and testing them and going through all your shocks you get everything sent off so that when you hit the uh hit the first race of the year your trailer's stocked up loaded up ready to go mm -hmm. as everyone knows in sprint car racing it can uh, you can have a trailer plumb full of stuff and it can change in a hurry because when, right. when you wreck there you wreck big usually and it wrecks a lot of stuff so we uh we try to get everything stocked up ready to ready to go for the year chad how about you how much prep do you do all winter i actually uh <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that i go through my laptop i have about three thousand to five thousand songs on my laptop and I erase a bunch of stuff because I play a lot of music at different tracks. Mm -hmm. And then I go through and I put new stuff on there, something that pumps me up a little bit more, and I play that. It's doing their A mains or whatever we do at that time. I play a different song for that to cr pump the crowd up a little bit. You know, when the late models come on to a different song, and then your, and your uh, sprint cars come on to a different song to do something different. So I go through a laptop of stuff. It takes me, well, a couple beers, probably three, four hours. Three, oh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. So it cost me more money to do it, and my wife loves it, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're never home. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, how much does racing change in a late model car year to year? The, the technology, the things like that. How much of a difference is there, or is there not that much? You know what? That's, that's one thing that I, I, I can't figure out for the life of me. Um, like, this year, uh, late model racing... Um, when you, when Florida starts, you know, kind of everyone mm -hmm. gets all geared up, you know, sprint cars are at one racetrack, the late models are at a different racetrack and, and, uh, you get the traveling series guys, you know, the bigger guys and like they'll end the year on a, on a good note. Mm -hmm. You're like, wow, they, they found some speed. They do nothing over the winter and come out the next year and they're a second off the pace. And it's yeah. like, what just happened there? Like, what did these other people do 
that got faster than they were last year, and the guy that was fast at the end of the year is a second off now. Right, so, I mean, right. And I, I don't know what people do in the off season to get faster. I mean, Mark might. Is it in the same as sprint world? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, that's the that's the never ending question with racing. I mean, even from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, um, people can gain speed, lose speed. I always seem to come on mid season pretty hard and then finish the year strong, but. I kind of struggle usually at the beginning of the year, but it's it's that's the that's a million dollar question everybody wants to know. But uh, we just try to put as much time as we can in and, and be prepared as you can. I think is the biggest thing, just having everything ready to rock and be willing to make changes on your car. You know, not get stuck in a rut. And mm-hmm. If you're not going good, a try stuff. And then when you try too many things and you're way out to lunch, then you got to go back to your basics and right. and start over again. You know, it's the that that is the million dollar question everyone wants to know. And, you know, uh, we've seen this. Uh, I've been with the Speedway now for, I think this will be my 15th or 16th year, but we've seen, um, might have a bad first half of the season, and, and you're thinking, wow, what happened to him? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you find something, and there you go. There's, there's the car that I remember seeing up front. Mark just said a key point there. You want to know what someone probably found? Mm-hmm. The first page of their notebook. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that's the truth, isn't it? it? It is. I mean, you can get off on tangents on uh, on your car setups, and even your driver can get off on tangents the way he's driving it or whatnot. But it's like sometimes you you keep trying trying to fix it, trying to fix it, trying to adjust everything, and pretty soon you're so far at the launch, you just need to go back to basics. Just go back to page one, like you mm-hmm. said, and, and, right. and uh, boom, you can hit it right off the bat sometimes, and sometimes it takes more. I, so. I think that's perfect, and we saw that in Brad last year. If you remember, you in the middle of the year, you came off winning feature after feature after feature, and you were nonstop. Then comes a Johnny, and I'm like, oh, man, he's, he's hitting on all cylinders, mm-hmm. man. This is going to be an awesome race. And then it's it up and down for you last year. Yeah. You, you found speed when you needed it, and then when you, did, when you really wanted it, you couldn't get, quite get there, you know? And I just... I put it in mind to try to figure out, God, how frustrating you guys got to be inside there, and how do you keep your t- cool at that time? What do you do in the, in the car? If you're, like, say, Mark, you're going, you're on the high side cushion, you're getting a great run out of the, out of the back straightaway and the front straightaway, but you just can't get to that car up front of you. How do you stay calm in that car? I just, just focus on your lines is the biggest thing, is try not to focus on the car in front of you. I always try watch the uh, watch the track and try watch through the cars that are in front of you is my biggest thing. And, uh, just uh, focus on your own car. That's the only thing you can control and uh, hitting your marks every corner. Now, have any of you, Brad, will ask you first, have you ever had one of those nights where you just went, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to sit in the stands from now on, or has it never been to that point for you? Oh, no, there, there's a lot of those nights. I mean, that's, that's, the, kind of, that's the, the beauty about racing is I, I don't know anyone that's ever mastered it. And uh, if, if it was easy, we'd quit. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, I mean, it's just it, you can you can run uh, you can run up front one night, and you can't even load up the next night. Oh, it, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 that it it's that finicky, you know. But the the biggest thing is you you cannot lose confidence in yourself because the minute you do that, your mind is gone. You're gone. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care what anyone says. You know, I've almost thrown down with people before that say race car drivers are not athletes. And, and, and all they do is drive fast and turn left. Yeah. Now, there's so many variables. I mean, the cars change, the track changes, the temperatures change, the humidity changes, everything changes. You don't just go out there and drive fast and turn left. I'd like, I'd like <laughs> all these people that don't think you're an athlete, I'd like you to strap in with some of these NASCAR <laughs> indie guys that yeah. are doing a 200 miles an hour for six hours. And bumper to bumper. They, and tell me they're not in shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
And, and, you know, another thing is, too, is uh, the concentration factor has just got to be incredible because when you're going at the speeds that you guys are going, if you just sit and think about your grocery list for half a second, uh, that could put you in some major trouble. Definitely. you got to focus on what you're doing. You're I've seen you go through your grocery list a few times. so <laughs> That's only on a red flag. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sure there's many times, well, not so much you anymore, but Chad, where after a feature, and now a guy's already taken the checker, he's went and drove a lap, gets out of his car and says, oh, give me a second here. Oh, well, no, yeah. 100%. Uh, you last year, for sure, you had a battle up front. You passed, like, I think it was the second, the second to the final lap. And I go talk to Brad, and he's like, just one minute, man. I got mm-hmm. He's catching his breath, and all, the fan, all his friends and family are up there giving him hugs and stuff. And he's like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm excited. One second. Well, yeah. I, maybe I wasn't breathing either. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's amazing how you say that when people don't understand. Uh, there's a lot of Gs in that car. Oh, yeah. When that thing turns, that, tur- that twists your body and everything. I mean, I like to challenge those people. They don't think they're, they're, that these guys are athletes. Uh, try go sit in Dob Meyer's car. You won't be able to get in the damn thing. Yeah, well, I couldn't. Yeah, there's you know, no way. On that topic, it's kind of funny we're talking about this, but I do have that two-seater sprint car. Yeah. So even the passengers in the back that aren't physically turning a wheel or doing anything, all they have to do is hang on. When they come out of that car, they're dripping sweat. <laughs> <laughs> if they're still awake. Yeah. Yeah, we did, we did have one guy, You got to put one guy to sleep. Yeah. I know that. Yep, D from NYC. He, uh, yep. <laughs> good customer Whoa. of mine. Uh, he... Uh, <laughs> We had it. He was one of the first riders in the two seater. Actually, we strapped him in there, and you know, when he's back there, I, there's no alarm for me to, you know. If yep. he's well, I was supposed to be in that car that night. <laughs> yeah. A different story. Yeah, it's it's strap in and hang on, and about three to five laps later, you're gonna get out, and there's no way of me knowing anything about the guy behind me. So, uh, can you hear him screaming? Uh, you can, if they get really loud, you can hear him once in a while. But the uh, the exhaust <laughs> pipes are right right next to me, basically, right. so it's pretty loud in there. But uh, Long story short, we took him for a ride, and uh, we put a GoPro on him, just like this one here, and mm-hmm. we, had to, we had to focus on his head, and, and uh, <laughs> it was pretty comical. <laughs> we went around for the first couple laps, and, you know, his head's kind of bobbing around, and next thing you know, we're in about lap three, and there is a lot of G-forces in a sprint car, come, you know, mm-hmm. nobody realizes it, and when, when I first started in sprint car racing, I remember the first couple laps, I'm like, holy smokes, I can barely hold my head up. But now that I've done it for so long, it's like second nature. Yep. You, don't even you get out of there and your head's kind of leaning to the side a little bit. <laughs> um, but best. but we're, we're folk, we got this GoPro on him, and you, his head's bobbing around whatnot. And all of a sudden, you could see his, uh, his hand come up. And he's like, oh. something's going on here. And next thing you know, he went lights out. He actually blacked out from the G-force. <laughs> yeah. And his head went down, and he looked like the biggest bobblehead you've ever seen. He's a pretty big dude. <laughs> we posted on our Facebook one day. I want to dig up the video and post it again. But, I mean, his head went from every which way to the car, like oh, just hanging out the just side hanging. of the cage almost. But, and I had, no, I had no clue this happened, so I just kept ripping. So you got a full five laps in. And he came to eventually once I slowed down and we're going off the track. And... Uh, we get out of the car, and I go, what do you think, D? And he goes, oh, I think I went somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Took a little trip without yeah, leaving the speedway. So yeah. Right away, we loaded the GoPro up, watched it on the computer of the trailer, and, and oh, we're still laughing to this day. <laughs> uh, one of the best stories I can remember, uh, especially from River City Speedway, uh, as far as what this takes out of you, uh, is when Kinzer and uh, Shots, it was probably one of the best races I've, I've ever seen. And uh, I think Shotzi got him at the end. I can't remember. But Steve Kinzer's always been known, and, and he's the greatest sprint car driver ever. I mean, I'm not trying to dog the guy, but likes to smoke a cigarette as soon as he gets out of the car. I remember he got out of that car, 
and both hands went down to the knees like he really needed a breath. And his pit guy came up, offered him the cigarette, and he even said, no, not yet. He, could, he couldn't. <laughs> I mean, he was wiped out. Of course, he was getting up there. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. If you guys stay in shape, you can keep doing this for a long time. I mean, and, and, and there's so much involved with it. And, it, and it's, I know you guys probably feel the same way. Um, I know it'd be nice if you could go make a million dollars doing this stuff. But um, what I like about, especially you two guys, it, it's all about putting on the show. And, and that's what I think matters the most. You guys always put on such a great show at the River City Speedway. I, I'm gonna, I'll attest to that, too, because the first words out of both these drivers' mouths even in Victory Lane is, thank you, fans, for coming and watching this, because mm-hmm. without you, there'd be no us. And they, they both say that. It's a big deal. Absolutely. It's, the fans are the reason why we're there, so we need to uh, do everything we can to, uh, to, uh, to make, put on a good show for the fans and uh, make it a good experience for them, especially the kids, because then as they, yeah. uh, as they grow up, they're going to come back. So yep. usually yep. in Victory Lane, if sprints run last, the first thing I do is pick out a kid out of the stands sure. that's coming down, throw him in the car, and I let him drive the car back to the pits. Yep. Right. Helps you make weight at scales, too. <laughs> 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 you got like six or seven with you. Yeah. <laughs> we pile them on. We try to make it a good time for the kids. And that's right. Um, Brad, how many nights a week on average do you race? And, and how many different places do you go to? Uh, you know what? If you took a 300-mile circumference around mm-hmm. Grand Forks, uh, I stay in there. And I have probably 35 nights a year. So I, maybe every other weekend, two nights a week. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize uh, if you race on a Friday night and you've got to go somewhere else on Saturday night, you just don't go home and usually go to bed, do you? Well, you try to, but yeah. you're, you're up first thing, you know, again, you know, just like Mark, and we're, Mark's probably a little different, well, a lot different level than I'm at, but I know that he has the same drive of being the best mm-hmm. he can be mm-hmm. for what he does, right? Yep. And you don't sleep till noon and think you're going to go race the next day. Oh, no. You're no. up at 7 in the morning. It, it's back to we were just talking about, you know. It's it's everyone has a car. It's the hundred little things. Yep. That that people don't realize, like uh, the maintenance, uh, in shape. Yep. Yep. It, it, it's the hundred little things today that that uh, separates you from one to ten. I mean. Is there anything you do to stay in shape? I mean, do you go to the gym? Do you do your cardio? Do you watch your diet? Um, you ease up on the bush lattes or anything like that can't you tell <laughs> you're like it's like chiseled yeah, right. yeah. oh and uh by the way our camera's not switching Let's see here there we go by the way i wanted to show you uh got the uh brad saying racing t-shirt on got the buffalo wild wings hat on too so uh give it all you guys a, i thought that was best source radio that's what that's what i thought well, was best source racing you know? yeah they, <laughs> hey, hey there you go there's another <laughs> there's great a, idea uh mark dobbeyer how often do you race where do you go how many places how many nights a year well it's all uh subject to change this year but uh we we had on our schedule uh, a little over 50 nights for this year is what we planned on doing um, we wanted to start off in Arizona and California the last weekend and this weekend, and then uh, plan is to start up in Knoxville in mid-April and kind of run the Midwest in this mm-hmm. area and run as much as we can, really. My, uh, my goal is to uh, race hard uh, all, all season long, but I like to, t- on any given month, I want to take one weekend off where we uh, do something with the family or yep, yep. You know, keep, it, uh, keep it real. Otherwise, what I find is you're, you're racing every weekend and you're 
nonstop. But when we race for a weekend, it's it's yep. you know race Friday night, go to Knoxville, Iowa Saturday night, try pick something up on Sunday, and it's mm-hmm. it's a full. It takes your whole weekend. Yeah, you know? before you know it, your kid's twelve, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're uh, we're trying we're trying to still run hard, and there's months where we'll go all month long. But there's uh, we try try keep it in mind and and take a break where we run on a Friday, and then we take Saturday you know Saturday Sunday off and try to do something else at least once a month. So mm-hmm. Mark's but. officially starting to get old. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yeah, but I've also found it all makes you crisper on the track too. You know, if you're a little more a little more uh, rested up and whatnot, mm-hmm. it, it sure. definitely helps you out that way too. But uh, you ever gotten into your race car where you're so dog tired you probably shouldn't have been in the car? Oh, you ever yeah. been so tired you feel like you're hungover? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes I mean, you think or about hungover. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing. I, just I, that's one the... thing I won't do. I, I made a point uh, for for years that I uh, we there's so much money and everything invested in mm-hmm. racing. Uh, you you can't enter that into the into the subject at all. But speaking of tired, you know we'd run Friday nights up here, get mm-hmm. out of the racetrack, eleven o'clock midnight, get home, try switch the cars around. When we go to Knoxville, we got to leave at six in the morning. So you're yep. home at midnight, you get the trailer loaded, you leave at six in the morning, you drive literally all day long. Mm-hmm. So you're just sitting in a semi driving all day. Pull up to the track at four thirty. Uh, get unloaded, go race that night, and uh, usually we'll jump back in the truck that night and drive drive yeah. home or drive to Sioux Falls or wherever the next race is, you know. And, I mean, just uh, we, we've learned I have a great crew behind me and, sure. and right alongside of me, and we've learned to uh, take turns driving the truck and uh, getting to sleep when you can. So it's uh, it's definitely grueling, and uh, it, pulls a, it, it takes a toll on you. You know, uh, a lot of people don't understand either. When Mark's talking like that, and this was probably five years ago that you did that pretty serious. Yep. You know, and, yep. and ran, Knoxville's was all about their point fund, right? Yeah, their, yeah, they had a right. tremendous uh, point fund yeah. and a lot of sponsors that would kick into it. And, uh, he was, they, he, they, he was into this. So now, so, so now picture just what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. On your Saturday afternoon, driving to a 60% chance of rain. Yeah, exactly. And, and how many times oh. have you driven all day long to get yeah. there and they say, no, we're done, you might as well turn around and go home. Right, I mean, and he did that. I mean that, that, that that's dedicated. That's what I'm talking about. That, right. That's why he's. That's why a Mark Dobmeyer is where he's at today in sprint car racing. That's why you recognize the name, 100 percent, because the work you put in to do it. You know. Right. I mean, absolutely. And, and then when you're driving down there and that race gets canceled, the first thing you're doing is on your phone. Where can I go next? Where you know, look at the map. Mm-hmm. How how mm-hmm. close is this place? Can I get there? You yeah. know. And, and we did that heavy. We did that for nine years straight. Yeah, like, nine holy years. Holy wow. Well, with uh, with Dave Lunster involved and uh, everybody that's on the crew now, basically, and uh, my father and everybody, and we did it for nine years straight. We'd run Friday here, Knoxville, Iowa, on Saturdays, and then we'd actually leave Knoxville, drive back to Sioux Falls, so we'd get there at like five in the morning, mm-hmm. Sunday morning, and then we'd get the car ready. We'd race there Sunday night, and then drive all the way back home again, get back to Grand Forks here about four thirty in the morning, and everyone on the crew as a regular job, so we'd go to work in the yep. Yeah, full-time yeah. work week. Full-time yeah, yeah. But, not crazy. But there again, we all worked as a team, and we all were able to do it and know when to get your sleep, so you'd still get some sleep in, but it usually hits you by Tuesday. <laughs> Wolf time. Right. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Brad, how important are sponsors and your pit crew? Oh, you're, you're well, the pit crew, I've always said from uh, from from day one, and, and Greg, Conzi, who's mm-hmm. been with me, and it, it, brother Dale. I grew up with those those guys down in Sixth Avenue North, and them to be still active in my still life. Still doing it. I mean, it's it's kind of surreal. But back to my point, it, it is it is so so tough to find someone that wants to watch you have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh. that's a great way to put it. I mean, I, I just 
I would do it for a weekend mm-hmm. and be like, this is enough. <laughs> That's enough. We're gonna, but again, you know, and, and, and then, and like Mark's talking, you get the same, you get the same people. You don't have to have a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. They just know what needs right, to be right, done. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, it's, uh, this guy's in charge of this, that guy's in charge of that. And, you know, I feel sorry for these guys that have different guys that come with them all the time because their focus isn't on maybe a, a tire choice, or maybe mm-hmm. a, a go look at the racetrack, uh, w- whatever else. Their focus is on, I hope that this gets done and, wait a minute, get out of it, just let me do it. Yep, you yeah. Know, you know, so a crew, a crew will make you or break you. I sure, mean, that, sure. You know, um, what was the other part of the question? Um, sponsorship. Spo- yeah, sponsorships again. I, you know, fortunate enough to, uh, to be uh, in an industry where we do a lot of business with a lot of people around, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. if I go and ask them, you know, for a couple thousand dollars, it's... Yep. Not that it's tough for mm-hmm. them to say no, but normally they don't, you know. Yep. So um, I'm fortunate in that way. So I don't know really the other side of it, but yep. I can't imagine. I mean, I have the utmost respect for for the for the guys that kick my ass who mm-hmm. don't have as much money into their program. Sure, I sure. Mean, it's it's a humbling. Like I said again, it's a humbling deal. Now, Mark Dobmeyer, uh, you have basically had this thing isn't switching again. You basically had. The same crew for a long time. Um, what about your crew? How important are they? Um, extremely important. Crews and sponsors are, uh, are the biggest, oh. biggest part of it, along with the fans as well. But um, I've had a lot of the same crew uh, between Wyatt, Ethan, uh, Billy, Aaron, a lot of these guys right from town here that always help me out. And then a few guys down uh, south that, that come along with us. Mm-hmm. Dave Monsters, one of the crew member, Brandon Bicey, a lot of guys. And it's, uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough to keep the same crew and uh, every. Like what Brad says, everyone gets an older job. Like on our crew, Wyatt does all the tires. Me and Ethan kind of take care of the motors and the fueling and the quick setup changes, and everybody else kind of helps out wherever the wherever they see best fit, and it uh, it works out. It works out good. And it's mo- racing is not a uh, a money making proposition by by any means, and I've learned <laughs> that a lot more over the last couple of years than uh, anything. But I've always been involved on every end of the team. But it's uh, it it costs a fortune to do it. There's no money to be made. It's a you know, it's you gotta. It's it's a drug. It's something. You got, oh yeah, you, you gotta, gotta love it. to do it. It's yeah. and you gotta have a crew that loves it just as much as you to to get involved and 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 spend all their time with you, with you to do it. So, um, I've been fortunate to have a great crew behind me, and it's uh, it's all working out pretty good. Um, as far as sponsor wise, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings uh, gave me the opportunity to uh, buy their stuff and and jump on as a sponsor a couple years ago, and that's been uh, the biggest part of me hanging around racing the last uh, last yep. couple of years and keeping it going. Along with Dulster Motors, it's been on the, the car forever. Uh, Kello Trucking, DeKalb Seed, um, Danielle's Cleaning Service, Forks Radiator, K-Star Ag Services, all these guys. Uh, a couple years ago when I was in a position, they, they jumped on board and, uh, and uh, helped me get going on my own. And it's, uh, it's pretty amazing how it's all worked out. See how we did that now? You got to thank all your sponsors. You want to do the same thing there, Brad? Oh, I suppose, yeah. No, you know. <laughs> it wouldn't be a racing interview or anything if we didn't think sponsors. Yeah, no, yeah. You know, Lance Shield Construction, Forks Mobile Wash, uh, Freightliner, Fargo, Valley Oral and Facial, uh, Anderson Brothers, Gateway Sports, Broken Drum, Bergstrom Electric. You know, I mean, I've been fortunate enough, like Marcus said, uh, 
I keep the same ones every year, mm -hmm. you know, and that's I, nice. I, I like to keep everything clean, white and bright. Yep. You know? Um, so, and that's another thing you guys, people don't realize is those cars after getting all that clay and all that crap all over them, they got to be spotless because you've got sponsors plastered all over the side. I've yet to figure out why my race car is cleaner than my personal car. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you have to wash it every day. Yeah, well, you got to yeah. wash that every day. You wouldn't believe the people that ask, like, why are you washing the tires? And it's like, oh. well, because I got to load it back up and they look, look at me funny. It's like, well, I don't want all the mud in the trailer. No, exactly. That's more work. Yeah. 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 Um, Chad Hoff, uh, you're kind of new to the River City Speedway here. And, uh, you know, for some reason, somebody decided to name us the Bullring Boys because right. I'm the guy upstairs and you're the trackside guy. But uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into this. How I got into announcing? Or well, especially track? here at River City Speedway. I know you go around and do stuff at other tracks, yeah. too. I try to get out as much as possible. Um, I was just contacted. I started, we started sponsoring with the River City Speedway about three, four years ago. Um, and I told, told them then, I said, you know, if you need help, let me know. Mm -hmm. I just moved to town. I was from Minot. Announced a lot there at the playground of power, we call it, at the, at the fairgrounds. And... I said, if you need help, let me know. And then, well, one night I had to fill in. I think you and I worked together. You were down the track side. Yep. And I was upstairs and then got a text one day and said, hey, would you want to do track side stuff for us? Well, yeah, I'd love to do track side stuff because I want to be in the action. It's just so much fun. And so I just turned into that. And he goes, well, we'll do, we'll do it an intern basis, you know. We just want you to fill in for a couple weeks. And I filled in, for, I think it was three Fridays. Mm -hmm. You and I talked. And yep. then all of a sudden, like, do you want to do this for the summer? Um, hell, yeah, I do. Yep. It's just, for me, I, I, I can't, I don't know, I wouldn't be a good race car driver, I can tell you that. I had a, I got, I got, into, I got into a hobby stock car in IMCA when I left Minot, mm -hmm. and even a hobby stock car could probably go around, I don't know, 50, 60 miles an hour, I don't know. I think I was going 20, and I felt like I was spinning the wheels, man. <laughs> I was scared out of my mind. And so, I could, I could never be about it, but I love to be around people, and I love to talk to people, and mm -hmm. the emotion you get when you have either a first-time winner or a guy that's been struggling so damn hard and he wins that A main, oh yeah, that that emotion throws me over the moon, man. I can, I just, it's a high. Yep, yep. And I, we have a, I have a blast doing it. I, I love doing it. It's a passion for me. It's my hobby, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. And so I, I kind of grew on that. I've done a lot of other announcing. I've done like junior hockey announcing mm -hmm. and all the other stuff. But to be outside and be with this and it's it's racing family, a hundred percent. You know, and when you go to the track, everybody's, hi, how you doing, shakes hands. I mean, I can go into his trailer and talk to him about what's going on sure. tonight. Yeah. I, it's, it's way different so, when you walk in. It's a whole different family. It For is. me, that's a big deal. I, I love that. Um, you're, if you're talking about scared, um, <laughs> one of these times, we're having trouble switching these cameras here. Uh, one of these times, you got to strap into a bus with Mark Dobmeyer or Connie Clava driving because uh, I was announcing that night. You went into that bus. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, wasn't that a was, whole lot of fun. No, you screamed a lot. I do. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, for some reason, they just don't let me drive them buses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get. It. They've never let me drive one, but I think they know what I was probably doing before I got to the racetrack because I was at one of Brad's sponsors right down the road there before I got to the track. But uh, uh, anyway, things we are looking forward to this year. We're going to be working on uh, having uh, race car drivers here in River City Speedway every week. Uh, we want to get Forks Karting Association involved. And uh, hold on, let me do this one more time. There. My third hat switch uh, of the day, bull ring and, and, and now this. But uh, 
So we're planning on doing this uh, hopefully on a weekly basis. Uh, we want to talk dirt track racing. There is a ton of people around here that are dirt track fanatics or dirt track freaks, just like we all are. Brad Singh, Mark Dobmeyer, Chad Hoff, uh, we thank you guys for being in the studio, and uh, we're looking forward to having you guys all back again. Thank you guys for coming in today. We're done? We're done. That's it? What? It's, well, we've got stuff in the back that we got to go take care of. <laughs> Beer 30, right? <laughs> I gotta go to work. GFBS, Grand Fork's best source. Like and follow us on Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, LinkedIn. Download the CastBox, Spotify, Podcast, and Podbean. Tell you what, if there's uh, questions or comments you might have, maybe a story or a topic you'd like to come and talk about, check us out. You can email us, local at gfbestsource.com. Let's see if we can get that back on camera. Oh, there we go. See if we can spin that around a little bit. Yeah, these guys have their own uh, followers, their own groupies right outside the window here. <laughs> hey, everybody, have yourself a great weekend. Stay safe out there. We are Grand Fork's best source. We'll hook up again Monday, leaving you with a little big wave Dave in the ripples.